Hello, and welcome to the Anxiety Rx podcast, a show created by an anxiety specialist and neuroscientist, me, that offers unique, practical, and actionable advice to help you understand what anxiety truly is and exactly what you can do to empower yourself to resolve it. I'm your host, Dr. Russell Kennedy, an MD who suffered with crippling anxiety for 30-plus years, and traditional therapy from psychiatrists and psychologists really didn't help me feel better. And I also didn't like being on psych meds. In 2013, after burning out and leaving medical practice, I came to the conclusion that if I was ever going to heal my anxiety, I would have to do it myself. And that's exactly what I did, drawing from experiences with psychedelics and holistic healing and combining those modalities with my scientific academic background in medicine, neuroscience, and developmental psychology. Here on the Anxiety Arcs podcast, I offer a distinctly non-traditional and non-medical approach to understanding and healing anxiety. So despite the fact I'm trained as a physician, in no way is what I say and suggest to be construed as medical advice because none of the ways I use to resolve anxiety has anything to do with traditional allopathic medicine. From my own healing, I've created a distinctly non-traditional understanding and approach that helps thousands of people from all over the world understand and relieve their chronic anxiety. So if you're ready, let's get into today's episode. Today's episode is about the alpha child. And you may well be an alpha child. And if you are, I can give you some tips as to how it's affecting your life and how it's making you more anxious. Because many of us with anxiety and alarm are what we call alpha children. And this was a term coined by my mentor in developmental psychology, Dr. Gordon Neufeld. And he talked about attachment instincts The primary role of attachment instinct is to facilitate caregiving. And he talks about attachment being divided into drives that he called alpha mode and dependent mode. So we have a drive to take care of and we have a drive to be taken care of. And typically what happens is when we are children, we are in this dependent mode and we submit to the dependent mode because our alpha parents, if they are competent and loving and caring and see us and hear us and love us and protect us, we feel confident being in that dependent mode. We can allow ourselves to be taken care of. But many people that I see with anxiety issues had an adult, a parent that wasn't that great of a seer, hearer, protector, and lover. (laughs) Actually, that sounds weird. I shouldn't put that in there. But it really is about seeing, hearing, protecting, and loving our kids to allow them to feel safe and dependent. Because when we're dependent, we can receive. We learn how to receive. And one of the things that I see with my anxiety peeps and me, myself, is this real defense against being able to receive. And if you can't receive specifically love you'll never heal heal your anxiety. We need love to heal our anxiety. And if we were taught as children that receiving love is suspicious or something that's, that's not going to provide us with this full sense of love and connection, we will move into this alpha mode where we have to do it ourselves. We start deciding that we have to do this ourselves if we are going to get the love that we need, the attention that we need. We're going to have to do it in a way that's kind of manipulative instead of getting it in this pure sort of dependent mode. 
because Dr. Neufeld talks about this alpha mode and this dependent mode. And that's the way it's supposed to go. The parents are supposed to be alpha. The children are supposed to be dependent. And when that child gets filled up by being taken care of, by being seen, heard, protected, and loved, then that child that gets all those things turns into a parent that gives all those things. But if we don't get it, if we don't get that being seen, heard, protected, and loved, and this sense that that's always there for us, we start becoming suspicious of receiving, specifically love, and that sets us up for anxiety. So, you know, in a way, I kind of want to do this like Jeff Fox will do, you might be an alpha child. <laughs> you might be an alpha child if you're kind of driven to take the lead and control your environment. If you feel uncomfortable in this sort of dependent mode where you have to rely on someone else, you might be an alpha child. You know, if you don't like being led, unless it's an obvious alpha, unless someone's really, really good at what they do, you're not going to allow someone to lead you unless they're absolutely proven that they know exactly what they're doing. There's a lot of suspicion there. So you might be an alpha child if you don't like being led. If you, and this is me, if you hate to lose or you hate to be told what to do or you're driven to be the best, I'm kind of all of these things on some level, you might be an alpha child. If you feel like everything is up to you or everything is up to you to fix, you might be an alpha child. If you need to dominate, and, and this happens with bullies. Bullies are alpha children as well, but they, they take that caregiving instinct and they use it in a way to manipulate and to dominate rather than, than be caring and loving and protective. So if you have a need to dominate, uh, you might be an alpha child. And you can also be very caring. Like most of us, most of us alpha children when we see somebody in need, our instinct is to look after them. You know, because in a way, because we didn't get looked after. If you don't get looked after as a child, there is this longing in you, I think, to provide that for someone else. Now, we're not really all that well equipped to do it because it's hard to give what you didn't get, but just the intention of being a caring, loving being in the world. And that's kind of why I try and look after you guys that have anxiety. It's my way of being alpha. And it's, it's a way that, in a way, it's, I'm kind of dominant in that, in that world. Uh, but it's, it's a very benevolent kind of dominance. But this thing about alpha is it comes from this place of lack, specifically, that I didn't get my needs met as a child. Now, I wasn't abused or anything like that. But my father was schizophrenic and bipolar, and my mother was kind of neurotic, uh, registered nurse, anxious. So I didn't really get a lot of my emotional needs met, and I'm a very sensitive person. So I turned into an alpha child because that was my way of having some sense of control over my environment. So, and I know a lot of my anxiety peeps are like this, as they wind up looking after one of their parents. And I don't mean in old age, I mean when they're younger. I used to look after my mother's emotional needs by making her laugh. That was one of the ways that I did it. I used to look after my dad by kind of keeping an eye on him, making sure when that he was start when he was starting to go a little manic or a little depressed that I could kind of keep him close to the house as best I could. 
So I would develop this management kind of role, this alpha role. I became a parent to my parents. And a lot of people who I see with anxiety became kind of a caregiver slash parent to their parents. Because we're supposed to have this dance where we are in charge, we are alpha as parent, and the child is dependent. But that gets switched up for a lot of us in childhood is that we start thinking like, okay, well, we can't look after, or our parent can't look after us, so we're going to have to look after them. And we get very good at it. And we also, uh, what my friend uh, Mark Wolin talks about in It Didn't Start With You, about intergenerational trauma, is we get the sense of power, the sense of inflation for being like an adult. You know, Rusty can look after mom, Rusty can look after dad. And there is this sense of control and power, but it doesn't come from a holistic place and it doesn't come from something that's going to allow, myself, allow myself to feed myself as I'm older. So the parent is supposed to be alpha and provide the child with this support and the child is supposed to be te- dependent and be able to receive. And children will naturally fall into the dependent role if they perceive their parent can look after them. But for me and most of my anxiety patients who are also alpha, you know, we don't have that sense, didn't have that sense that our parent was going to look after us in the way that we needed. So we flip the roles. We become the alpha and the parent in some way becomes the dependent. And that creates a lot of alarm, a lot of alarm in us as children, because we know that that's not the way it's supposed to go. There's something inside of us that really knows that it's not the way it's supposed to go. We should not be looking after our parent. And to this day, I still do it with my mom. You know, she's 90 years old now, still struggles with anxiety, better than she used to be, but she struggles with anxiety. So I go over and see her about twice a week, and I have this compulsive need to make her laugh when she's feeling low. And I watch it in myself. I'm very curious. I can watch that that part of me make her laugh. And when she does laugh, I instantly feel better. I instantly feel relieved when she laughs. Because that's that was my signal when, you know, I was 13 and I made her laugh. I knew then she was okay when she would laugh. I only saw my mom cry about five times in my whole life, and it was devastating for me. So that was my go-to. I would make my mother laugh. And when she laughed, immediately I felt better. One, probably one of the reasons I became a stand-up comedian was because, you know, I made my mother laugh and it made me feel better to make someone else laugh. So I think that we develop all these strategies uh, as children to look after our parents if our parents aren't able to look after themselves in a lot of ways. So we become alpha, we become, we take on this, this role that's not supposed to be for us as children. We're supposed to be in this dependent role and we're supposed to be able to be taken care of. And this is how we learn how to receive. So many alpha children have a difficult time with receiving. I know that I do, or I used to, I, I mean, I still do. Uh, so it's really, how do you receive love? How do you receive a compliment? How do you receive a hug? Are you the first one to release a hug? Like, are you okay with these things? Because typically, we alpha children like to be in control. We like to be in charge. And we don't like being told what to do. I hate being told what to do. 
So these are these these are these um, complexes, these alpha principles that we adopt as children to manipulate our world to feel a little safer. Now we're feeling a little safer kind of academically. It's not real true safety, but hey, when you grow up in a traumatic environment, you'll take it. A child needs to be dependent. That's our job as children is to be dependent. And this, taking this alpha role is something we don't want. We'd rather be seen, heard, protected, and loved. But if we don't get those things, we will try and take control and often become a caregiver for our parent, a role that we didn't want and creates a tremendous amount of resentment energy and alarm. But it's all we've got. It's our way of, of taking control of a situation. And when we do that, we kind of lose faith in the world. Like if your parent wasn't there for your needs, or worse, dependent on you to look after them, this is what happens. We have a difficulty with receiving because we're unfamiliar with it. And then we feel like everything is up to us. And we lose the sense that there's a powerful, benevolent force inside of us because we couldn't foster it. Because we're always kept on guard by the trauma, by the alarm, by being in this protective state. And when you're in this protective state, you don't see that deep source of consciousness, that power that's inside of you. And we get preoccupied with worry. Because worry is a way of minimizing uncertainty, as I've said before. But it's always keeping us in this defensive mode where there's no safety. So if you're always worried, if you're always in this protective mode and your parents aren't looking after you, why would you have faith in the inherent safety of life? So it's really important to understand that as an alpha child, which, you know, if you have anxiety, you probably have an element of alpha in you, we're suspicious of being taken care of. We're not good at being taken care of. And the other thing is we're, we're more quick-tempered. And we get frustrated easily. So for me, and I've talked about this before, I have infinite patience for people. I seem to be able to, to be completely patient, which, which is helpful for a doctor, uh, being really patient with people. But I will lose my mind if I'm putting an Ikea desk together and it's not going well. I start throwing my toys. I start getting upset. And the other thing is we don't like being told what to do. I, I hate being told what to do. I'm much, 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 much better at it now. But in my 20s and 30s, I knew everything. You couldn't tell me anything. I had to be in control. I had to be in the know. I had to know what was going on. And I also had to be seen as the one who knows what's going on. And maybe, you know, you guys still see me that way. I don't know. But we carry a lot of alarm. We alphas. Because what it does, what alpha does, is it creates this, this sense of, of us that we're not safe. We're not safe because things were difficult for us as children. And then we decided that we're going to take control, but we also know as children that we're ill-equipped to take control. So how, how are you going to develop any confidence or any safety in that? Because you know that you're out of control you like you you have this sense as a child you can't control this but then you have this behavior this alpha behavior that gives you the illusion of being in control but that always being a little bit off balance or having to take care of a parent shuts us out of of growth it shuts us out of safety 
And when we go into that protective mode, we lose our social engagement system, that ability, that eye contact, tone of voice, prosody of voice, body language, facial expression, those things that show us that we're connected to other people. So we lose that sense of being connected to other people. And of course, that drives us deeper into alarm, which dives us deeper into alpha. And so alphas, we lose faith in the world because we feel like the world let us down. We feel like uncertainty was excruciating because of what uncertainty meant for us as children. So how we handled uncertainty was we became in charge. We became alpha. So these are the characteristics of what we call it. These are just a few of them of what I call or, or what Dr. Neufeld calls the alpha child. And alpha children turn into <laughs> alpha adults. So what do you do as an alpha adult? Well, the first thing you do is you become aware of these alpha instincts, especially the not able to receive, especially like when you're uncomfortable with hugs or you're the first one to release a hug or someone gives you a compliment. You go, oh, you know, this thing I got at a thrift store, a thrift store, it's got a rip in it. You know, it's, 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 you know, when you deflect compliments, you know, it's a sense of having to be in control, not being able to receive. And the solution to it is allow yourself to feel. Allow yourself to feel both the pleasant and the unpleasant emotions. Stop controlling the emotions in your body with the compulsive thinking in your mind. The reason you're anxious is because you're trying to control a feeling with a thinking. And that just doesn't work. You can't control a feeling with a thinking. Now, Basically, that goes against everything that I've just said. But as a child, you can control a feeling with a thinking to some extent. But it's an illusion. It's not holistic. It's not going to feed you. It becomes a defensive accommodation. It becomes a coping strategy, this alpha complex that we have. And it has the illusion of working, has the illusion of protecting us. But it protects us from pain. But it also protects us from growth. It also protects us from feeling. Because one of the things that we don't like being sensitive, anxious people, alarmed people, is an intense feeling. That's one of the things that was very uncomfortable for us as children and probably as adults too. So we learn how to not receive that. We learn how to restrict positive emotion because it's uncomfortable when you couldn't get positive emotion from a holistic, loving, caring source. And I'm not saying your parents are, are bad people. It's just you can't give what you didn't get. So if your parents didn't get unconditional love, attention, and support, and protection, they're going to have a really hard time giving it to you. Not impossible, but it's really hard to give what you didn't get. So it's, the thing is learn how to feel. Learn how to feel the pleasant and the unpleasant. Learn how to get in your body. I have this little mantra that I, that I use that I talk about in the book called sensation without explanation, which is a number of times a day, I just say, what's my body feeling right now? What am I feeling? Good, bad, indifferent, nothing? Am I dissociated? Am I present? Where am I? What's my, what's my connection with the person that I'm with right now? Even if it's just myself? Am I connected to myself? What's my connection to that person? Am I feeling withdrawn from them? 
Do I feel like I'm responsible for their feelings? Because once you start feeling like you're responsible for another person's feelings, especially in a relationship, and this you know happens to a lot of us as alpha children because we felt that way with our parents. Once you start feeling like you're responsible for your partner, there's a ton of resentment that goes along with that. So your life just gets so much easier when you just start saying, how do I feel right now? What's going on in my body? Am I connected to myself? Am I connected to this person that I'm with? And if I'm not, can I get there? Can I receive? Can I go up to my partner and give them a hug? Can I look them in the eyes? Can I receive some love and attention from them? Because that's what you have to teach yourself how to do because we alpha children are not good at receiving. By definition, we are good at learning how to control the situation. And some of us are very, very good at appearing like we're connected when we're not. This is why I've been married three times. But it is one of those things that that you really learn how you feel when you go into your body. How you can be patient and loving with yourself, which sounds like a very cliche, be patient, love yourself, self-care is so critical, loving yourself is so important. I don't know why that sounds like Trump a little bit. Loving yourself is so important. I didn't want to sound that way, but it's really important. And, and here's something else. You can't love yourself from a flat start. You know, it, it's a gradual process. If you've had a lot of judgment, abandonment, blame, and shame of yourself, you're not all of a sudden going to jump to loving yourself in one step. It's just too much. So it's this being patient, you know, seeing, hearing, loving, and protecting yourself and seeing that you can do it from this holistic, holistic place in your body as opposed to trying to think your way out of a feeling problem. Allow the feelings without having to hypervigilantly overthink as a way of distracting from the true emotion. Check in with your body multiple times a day. This is critical. If you're going to heal from anxiety and alarm, checking in with your body multiple times a day and allowing whatever is there, really swimming in whatever is there. If it's good, swim in that. If it's bad, swim in that. Just stay with the feeling. Use that mantra that I use, sensation without explanation, sensation without explanation, sensation without explanation. What am I feeling? Because as soon as you go into the cognitive part of your brain, as soon as you start explaining in words, you lose the emotion. You lose that subcortical, that part of your brain that feels. When you move into the part of your brain that thinks, you lose the emotion. And for many of us, that's helpful because the emotion was painful. And as children, that was the way we escaped. But as an adult, it's not going to allow you to receive. It's not going to allow you to get better at feeling. You know, there's a little saying that says it's not about feeling better, but getting better at feeling, which I agree with. You know, we really have to get better at feeling and stop explaining every feeling that we have. It's an alpha coping strategy to do that to try and explain the feeling. And it's something we did as children, going into our heads to try and avoid the emotion in our bodies. But we'll never heal if we don't actually allow ourselves to feel that feeling, to feel that alarm, to feel that good, to feel that bad, to feel the envy, to feel the jealousy, to feel the the pain and the pleasure. You know, it's really about getting an emotional range back because one of the things that alarm and anxiety does to us is it narrows our emotional range. 
any intense emotion tends to get fired into anxiety. Well, that's another podcast, but but for now, it's just you know learning how to allow the feelings. Checking in with your body is huge. Being patient and loving with yourself. Being really aware of overthinking and moving into your body. People say all the time, they'll ask me, it's like, well, how do I stop these intrusive thoughts? It's like, you can't beat thoughts on their own turf. What you have to do is go into your body. Sensation without explanation, even if it hurts. Even if it hurts. Because then you're actually doing something that will promote your own healing, which is learning how to acclimatize to these negative emotions. And also learning how to accept the good ones. So the last thing is cultivating a sense of faith. You know, if you're an alpha child, basically you lost sense and faith in the world because you had to start looking after a parent and looking after someone else instead of being looking at, being looked after yourself. And also learning that it's not always up to you. There's a power inside of you that you can tap into. If you look at spontaneous remissions of cancer and and neurological diseases and that kind of thing. Everybody who resolved an illness had this sense that there was a power inside of them that was greater than themselves. And it's really about finding that power inside of you because when you were a child, you didn't see that power because you were in trauma and in protection and in alarm and you didn't have the luxury of seeing that power. So it's developing it now. It's always been there. It's just that we don't, we don't choose, and I, and I choose that word wisely. We don't choose to see it. Now we can choose to see the power that's in us. The power that the world is a safe place. I mean, Einstein talked about that. The fundamental choice in life is, is the world a safe place or not? And if you grow up in trauma, <laughs> the choice is, no, it's not a safe place and I have to protect myself. If you grow up with an alpha, with a parent who had strong, positive alpha instincts and looked after you, yeah, you develop this kind of sense that the world is a safe place. I can rest in that. But if you don't have that, you don't rest. There's always this hypervigilant alarm, which basically feeds your anxiety. And I'm trying to show people these are the different characteristics that promote anxiety and alarm in our system. So if you can see yourself as an alpha child, you can do something about it. If you don't see that you have alpha characteristics, you will probably not be able to receive, try to take control all the time, and you'll never be able to heal yourself because you start feeling like everything is up to you. Everything is not up to you. We can, and when we see that everything's not up to us, there's healing in that. People that have strong religious faith have a faster healing potential than people that don't because they have this sense that it's not all up to me. There is some other force that I can't see that I'm not aware of that is actually looking after me. And we lose that as kids if there is trauma in our lives. So developing a sense of faith. That can be religious faith or it can just be faith in that you have this power inside of you that you haven't acknowledged. And in the quiet moments, being able to see it, feel it, hear it, touch it, find it. Find that power that's in you because I can guarantee you it's there. It's just that we lost it as children when we had to start looking after our parents or looking after someone else or we weren't ready or our siblings. We lose that faith in the world. 
And that's why faith is the biggest chapter in my book, because it does give us this sense that that we are looked after if we allow ourselves to feel it. If we just step back and wait, things will look after us. Now, it's hard for us alpha children to believe that, but waiting is one of the most important skills that I have learned as an adult. And often when I wait, things actually turn out better than what I projected them to be. Like if I get in my own way and I start forcing something, rather than just waiting, rather than just seeing what happens, things just go so much better when I have faith and I just wait. But it's excruciating as an alarmed or anxious person to wait. And it's a skill that we have to teach ourselves. Being patient, waiting, sensation without explanation, allowing ourselves just to wait with faith that we don't have to do everything ourselves. And that's the legacy of an alpha child is we feel like we have to do everything ourselves. And I'm telling you, as an adult, you don't. You don't have to do everything yourself. And that belief that you do have to do everything yourself is just maintaining your alarm. It's just maintaining your anxiety. So awareness of your own alpha characteristics is really important because then you can do something about it. Then you can choose a different path. Then you can choose to feel. Then you can choose to feel. Really, allowing yourself to feel is how we acclimatize the alarm in our system and it's how we resolve our anxiety. If we keep running away from the alarm into our heads, into overthinking, into hypervigilance, we will never heal from anxiety. But If you can learn sensation without explanation and realize that you have a block to receiving because of this alpha complex and make a concerted effort to start receiving both from yourself and others, then you can start to heal the alpha complex and heal the alarm that's beneath it. And then you truly start to heal. And as Forrest Gump would say, And that's all I got to say about the alpha complex. (laughs) At least for now. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And if the Anxiety Rx podcast resonates with you, consider getting my book, also coincidentally called Anxiety Rx. Or you can follow me on any of the social media platforms at The Anxiety MD or my website, www.theanxietymd.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you the next time on the Anxiety Rx podcast.